Welcome to the On The Way podcast. Thanks for tuning in while you are on the way somewhere. At Fincastle Baptist Church, our mission is to know God, grow in God, and live for God. And as you listen, our goal is to give practical applications to learn, grow, and become better disciples of Jesus. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thank you for joining us as we talk truth and life with each other. Well, welcome to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin, and I'm here with Pastor Jeff. And however, and wherever you may be listening today, we're so glad you're tuned in. Pastor Jeff, I'm so excited. We've got a very special guest in studio today. Yeah, this is is a a, a great day. We're excited about this. Um, We're talking about... We're going to be talking about missions today and something that's near to both of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And uh, as our church is very active in overseas and local missions, we're super excited about our guest today. Yeah, we have a guest all the way from Guatemala. Yeah. And that is really a unique privilege that mm-hmm. we have. One of our main mission partnerships is with Hope of Life International, which is a organization that uh, we've been partnering with over 10 years. And so a lot of times, Pastor Jeff, when we talk about missions, sometimes Mm -hmm. people say, why are you so worried about helping people over there when there's so many needs right here? What do we say to that person? Oh, that's a... Well, we've heard that a few times. Boy, hadn't we? <laughs> well, and I and I would say to that person, well, we're doing our part here as well. Yes. And uh, one of the things that we believe at Fincastle is how do we change the world from little bitty old Fincastle, Virginia? If you've ever been here and you drive through, don't blink because you'll miss it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. There's not even a stoplight in the town. That's right. Right on through. Uh, but how do we change the world from... Fincastle, Virginia, and we've adopted the mindset that we do it two ways. We do it through church planting, which we're doing in our multi-campuses, and we're, we're spreading out the vision of Fincastle across uh, southwest Virginia, and then through uh, uh, church planting and through overseas missions, and we're partnering with Hope of Life to do that. And um, But yeah, I think it's... You go to another mission country, to another country and do mission, because I think it changes the way you do missions here. Yeah, I think, and I think the answer to the question is because Jesus told us to. Jesus told us to go into all the world, but he also told us to do it in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. So, Carlos, first of all, this is Carlos Vargas. He is the founder of Hope of Life, and uh, Hope of Life is headquartered in Providence, Rhode Island, and has an extensive ministry in Guatemala. And so, Carlos, welcome to On the Way. We're so glad that you're with us today. Thank you, Pastor. It's a privilege to be here today. So, Carlos, one of the first questions, just allow our audience to get to know you a little bit, is kind of tell us your story. How did Hope of Life begin? I know it began because of a crisis in your life, a medical crisis that you had, and and you felt like God kind of gave you a vision. Talk about that. Well, I came to this country when I was only 16 years old. I was looking Mm -hmm. for the American dream. Mm -hmm. I found it, found a beautiful wife, and then I became a businessman. Mm -hmm. I'm good at that. Love business. Mm -hmm. But for 20 years... After I met Christ, all I did was go to church. Mm. Never did any missions. Mm. I didn't know what God wanted to do with me. I didn't even want to. I went to the 
uh, institute, Barber Institute, and I graduated, and then I didn't know what to do mm. until something happened to my life. I got sick, couldn't walk anymore, couldn't use my hands. I spent over six months in a bed, and they told me I wasn't going to live too long, and maybe I would never walk again. So I decided to go back to the country I left behind. And how old were you when you got this condition? I was, I think, 37, somewhere around there. So you're in, you're in what normally would be the prime of life. Prime of life. And I went back to the country I was born. Mm-hmm. I always say I was so poor when I went back <laughs> that all I had was money. <laughs> I was so poor. That's a great line. I was so poor, all I had was money. Man, what a mm. we could do a whole another podcast on that yeah. right there, Pastor Jeff. Yeah, that sounds we? like a good sermon. That sounds we, like we a good to, sermon. Take yeah. some notes and, and so you go back to Guatemala. <laughs> yep. And I went to hide from the people. I didn't want them to see me that I couldn't walk no more. And one morning, a twelve year old girl, ten year old, twelve, someone like that, brought a blind man to ask me for help. God will always do things, make do things that don't make sense to us. <laughs> mm. A blind asking to a man in the bed, a cripple. <laughs> wow. And I did tell the girl to take some money out of my pocket after they left. I, start, I started praying to God, uh, like a, a business deal. Mm. If you do this for me, I do this for you, for the mm. kingdom. If I walk again, I dedicate la- my life to the poor. Mm. And three days later, I was walking. Wow. Slowly, like baby steps, but I walked to a place in Boranacreo Lane where I was going to build a home for homeless. So you basically have this this dramatic prayer, oh God, which you called a business deal with it God. Was, it was a business deal. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. passion. Yeah. I didn't want to do this for passion. I wanted a business deal. Yeah, mm. you're a businessman. You're a Christian, but you're a businessman. Said, okay, God, I'm going to make a business deal. And then three days later... God holds up his end of the bargain. Yep. So now... Now I have to <laughs> hold... You're going to hold up your yeah. end of the bargain. <laughs> and, and I bought a piece of land. So you bought a piece of land. One acre. And that acre today is over 4,000 acres of land. Wow. Mm. So, and during that time, that was 30 some odd years ago? 35 years ago. 35 years ago. Mm. So that began Hope of Life. And now at Hope of Life there in Guatemala... Talk about the expanse of the ministry. There's the the the, the main headquarters of the, the compound, if you yeah. will. Uh, what happens there? What is all going on there? Well, now we're planting hundreds of churches every year. We have built over 1,000 churches, over 10,000 houses, over 1,000 water projects, schools, all kinds of things. And we have reached over... We reach every year over 2.5 million people. Mm. Wow. Every single year with food, water, school, medicine. And in a compound, we have a hospital. Mm. Two buildings for homeless, two buildings for special needs. Mm-hmm. We have an orphanage with hundreds of kids, a high school. Now we, and we keep building. It's got to be over 200 buildings in a compound. 
So I, I want to make sure you, the listener, understood. He just rattled through a real quick list there, yeah, Pastor yeah. Jeff. Yeah, uh, to, I mean, what a, what a vision this man has and what God has done through <laughs> him. A hospital, a special needs home, an orphanage, a high school, mm-hmm. uh, a homeless being cared for, uh, a preschool. There's so much, the, the breadth and the width mm-hmm. of, of Hope Alive. And I know that... Um, uh, you mentioned uh, the amount of people that you're able to help. One of the things that really impacted my life when we started going to Hope of Life is a term you had used that I had not heard before, and that is you said, we have to preach a practical gospel. W- what did you mean by that? Well, a practical gospel is a message that you can know here, mm-hmm. but you can see it. Mm. If somebody's crying out for food, <laughs> I don't do nothing. We're praying for it, mm. for him. I got to act and give them the food. Mm. Now they see the food, the message of love. Mm. If somebody's praying for a, for a school, I don't do nothing with just praying. God, give them a school. Because I think it'd be even a little danger. If a building comes from heaven and falls in a community, <laughs> will kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah buildings falling from heaven is no, normally not the way uh, God works. No. No. So the practical God is we get our hands dirty yes. and we go build a school. Yes, that, that reminds me so much of uh, a saying that we say around here a lot, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And that's, that's James too. I mean, that's, you know, show me your... Faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith with my works. Faith without works, if it's not backed up with, with some sort of practical action, is is dead. And people will hear it, like you said, a lot better if you meet their physical needs first, and then they'll hear the need for their spiritual need. It will happen when we meet the physical need first. We earn the right to hear about the spiritual needs. Yes, yes. But we are feeding them first. Mm. We are healing them first with taking them to a doc to a hospital. We are building a, a school. Now we already met the physical needs. Mm-hmm. Now we, there's no way they're gonna say no. They're gonna say now talk to me about you, God. Mm. I believe you, God is a good mm. God. And that's mm. what you see Jesus doing that all the time. People would come to him and they were they were hurting and they were sick or they were lame and he would say, well, let me tell you how to be saved. No, he would he would say, let me heal you. Yep. And then let me tell you how to be saved. So uh, I love that model, that the practical practical gospel, something we need to, I think, adopt more of here in the United States. Yeah, what a great challenge to us. I know that uh, when we think of uh, the impact of why should someone come and consider going on a mission trip to, uh, to Guatemala? Why, why should they do it? Number one, they're going to go and bless others. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is the blessing you're going to bring back. Mm. Right. Because by giving, by helping others, the God will bless us. Every time we bless somebody without knowing, we're blessing ourselves. Mm. Yes. And That's so, deep. That's deep. Yeah, I mean, that is a, that is a tremendous <laughs> yeah. statement right Absolutely. there. And again, it's really backed up. It's lived out the gospel. It's more mm-hmm. blessed to give than it is to receive. Yeah. And we think sometimes, Pastor Jeff, when we're going on a mission trip, we think we're going to help those people. Right, uh, right. Uh, and normally we come back even more blessed. I know you mm-hmm. and I both personally could attest to that. 
Oh, yeah. Missions. Uh, in fact, a short-term missions trip changed the entire trajectory of my life. Mm-hmm. The Lord used that in my life to... First, he, he used it for me to surrender to doing what he wants me to do on the mission field. And then he closed that door <laughs> and pointed me more into to local church missions. But yeah, short-term missions trip is where that began for me. Changed my life. Well, I know the the pandemic, the global pandemic, had to have an effect on Hope of Life because so much of Hope of Life's um, energy and a part of the income and the workforce was groups coming down. Before the Mm -hmm. pandemic, before the pandemic, uh, how how many people on a a yearly basis, how many groups, how many people would come? 10 to 12,000 people a year. 10 to 12,000 people. And so obviously the the hope of life, there's infrastructure, there's, uh, you know, you have security, you have transportation, you have translators. And one of the great things about hope of life, Pastor Jeff. And cooks. Don't forget the cooks because they got some really good food. (laughs) (laughs) Really good food. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously the, you know, then the the pandemic hit. That had to be very Mm -hmm. difficult for the ministry. It was difficult, maybe one week or two. Then we reinvented the wheel. Mm-hmm. We didn't take it as a, something that was going to hurt us. But when we didn't see people coming, we have to do it different. So it was an opportunity to reach the people that don't, don't go to church. Mm-hmm. Because I knew the church people wasn't going to come because they wouldn't even go into their churches. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I have to do something else. Right. So we started sending emails, the people that likes, and they always told us, what a wonderful job you do. I, so we said, we are here, and we ain't going down. The pandemic ain't going to take us down. <laughs> and I just want to tell you, during the pandemic, the first year, we did more work, three times more work, than what we did the years before. Wow. Wow. Why? Because God was with us all the time. Amen. God provided. Mm. So even though the groups weren't coming, people that didn't even go to church mm. said, here we are. Mm. We believe in you. And then we started calling the pastors. The pastor said, listen, Carlos, we cannot go, but we'll send the help to the communities that we support. So the, the churches started coming in and preaching the gospel without even going to Guatemala mm. because we were taking more food, four, five, up to ten trucks we live every day into the communities where there was no food because of the pandemic. So it was a, to us it was a blessing. And I know that one of the things that what our church is really involved in, we've we've built schools, we've built churches, we've built houses, we've done water projects, so many things. But one of the other things that we've done here recently, the last couple years, is church planting. And we've really invested in church planting. And I know there's a school there at Hope of Life that trains uh, pastors and trains church planters. Mm-hmm. Talk about the importance of church planting. Ch- church planting is very important for us. We, I would say, we graduate about five hundred up to a thousand sometimes one year. Wow. Those are the ones that go where nobody goes. Right. Yeah. Those will go look for the people that nobody looks for it because they are way up in the mountain, and the job is to preach the gospel, practical gospel. Get a group of people, 30, 25, 30, 40, and then we go after and build a church there. A church planter is it's a big different than a pastor. 
The pastor is to stay in one place and take care of the members, mm -hmm. take care of that group of people. The church planted, they want to go and find the group. Mm -hmm. And after got duty, we build a church, and then we bring a pastor to take care of that duty and to make it go to 100, 200. Mm. So it's been a great blessing you support to train the church planters. What, what would be a way, what's amazing to me is most people probably wouldn't know is that you can sponsor a church planter. Yeah. You know, I know my wife and I have done this multiple times and uh, our church staff here at uh, our Christmas party, matter of fact, instead of getting gifts for one another, we took part of that money and we are going to be sponsoring mm. church planters in Guatemala. Mm. So instead of me giving Pastor Jeff a Christmas gift and him giving me a Christmas gift, we're just taking that same amount yeah. of money and we're just going to make an eternal difference. Mm. What does it cost to sponsor a church planter? To train a church planter, it costs $300. $300. And it takes nine months of training. Yep. One day or one day and a half a month. After one day and a half, we have a main that will connect in the first year with at least 100 people. Hmm. But imagine somebody uh, supporting 10 church planters. Hmm. And without him going into the field, going into the mountains, now he can reach a 1,000 people through his donation. Hmm. And so I know that that is one of the ways that our listeners can help. And we'll definitely be putting a link in the show notes uh, for how you can get involved. What is, as we kind of draw our time to a close here, Carlos, what is something you would say, if somebody would say, how can we help you? What do you really need? What, what would you say would be maybe some of the biggest needs that Hope of Life has right now? We got the need of church printers. Mm-hmm. But when we all would need the, the support. Mm -hmm. We all would need to know the people that we don't know, who you know that I should know, mm. and call you and tell you, listen, I got a person here that's very interesting mm -hmm. in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. So call you about a person that wants to go to Guatemala or wants to help Guatemala. Mm. Uh, we do need support in the hospital and everywhere, you know. Uh, I think that's... a. Uh that's something that everyone needs, but I know that, that it's specifically a need that you need there. And and if you guys, your listeners can help, I mean, obviously we will have the link there, but I'm just so grateful for you and for your vision that, that God has given you in Guatemala. Uh, it touches my heart, honestly, and it reminds me that, you know, especially as you were talking about the pandemic, how Jesus says, I will build my church. And and we so much, so many times think, well, we're doing this work, but... Oh. It's quite obvious that God has done this work in Guatemala, and, and I love the fact that he's going to build it, he's going to do it, but he uses us to do that sometimes. So I, I just, as we're wrapping up the show, I think uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, Brother Vargas, for uh, just being here today, for talking and sharing your heart with us. Your vision inspires us yes. to dream bigger, and we call this Pastor Jeff On The Way because as you're on the way to heaven, our desire here is to help you grow in God. We don't want to just know God, but we want to grow in God so we can mm -hmm. live for God, right. and we would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to us if you would rate, review, and be able to share this podcast on however, uh, whatever way you are consuming it, and we always love to get an email from our listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Uh, the email will be coming up shortly. Thank you again, uh, Carlos. We appreciate what God is doing through you for the people there in Guatemala. Amen. And I said to you before we went on air, and I'll say it here on air, only eternity will reveal. Mm-hmm. Only eternity will reveal the difference that you've made. And so we're inspired by that. But I want to remind our listeners that God has placed you, and on this day, you can make a difference as well as you're on the way to heaven. Thanks again for listening. You have been listening to On The Way. Do you have a question for Fincastle Baptist Church? Feel free to email us at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. Thank you for joining us while you've been on the way.